Hey, welcome. It is uh, 10.07. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Brian, uh, I was thinking that this spring I might start collecting rainwater so that I can, uh, you know, have a small garden and, and right, uh, yeah. water it. It's um, okay. Uh, since you live in the state of Missouri, they allow that now. What if I move back to Ohio? Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't collect no, rainwater. There's regulations on collecting rainwater because you know we use rainwater for the the collective, if you will, Gary. You can't steal rainwater from the collective. I, I, I can't. You know how we socialists, you know, we share everything, and rainwater is valuable to us, and you can't have any. But it's raining on my property. It I doesn't can't. matter. It's not your property. It's communal. You know what it's I mean? Communal. Well, I, I guess, I guess it is communal, isn't it? <laughs> if I owned it outright, I wouldn't be paying rent to the that's, company. That's correct, huh? So <laughs> they even, you know, how we did the uh, three things that the government doesn't tax or regulate at right. some level. Uh-huh. Apparently, rainwater now <laughs> it falls be, in the category. Yeah, if somebody might have said that, I would have thought, no, 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 they don't regulate rainwater. Yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you just can't make it up. They're involved in every single asset aspect of your life. Yes. They're so intelligent. I mean, they are so much our betters, uh, these progressives. Uh, Like the ones in in Davos that are meeting. uh, (laughs) I like the segue. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give it away. (laughs) Part of the opening ceremony. We've got some of the audio from the opening ceremony. We do. Can we, uh-huh. can we play that for the enlightenment? Sure. It shouldn't Absolutely. Just, it shouldn't just be those uh, those uh, progressives, uh, those economic titans, uh, our betters, if you will, who get to uh, enjoy the ceremony. I think I should bring it to the masses so they can enjoy it too. Fire away, lightning. <laughs> Na, no Camarro Anuri, no Camai, no Camuacá, na Anuri, no Yuyuá, na Wahon, Xinambu, Punk, Etu, Xinambu, Xavau, aqui, Xinambu, Kikirani, Tsang, Xavai, Kirani, Tsang, Mkikirani. Oh, she's coughing into her hand. Awa, ma, wanan, awa, ma, wanan, no Mahu, no Wai, Wai, Xarai. Now she's going to walk over to the people, everyone in their face, <laughs> right in their face. Yes. <laughs> all right, hold it, hold it, hold it. Uh, for those of you who are listening on the radio, that would be all of you, uh, because uh, she's not there to to do that in your face. Let me just help you. Uh, to have that same blessing. <laughs> okay, now, now we can now we can uh, be protected like those uh, geniuses at Davos. <laughs> Who in the hell thought? <laughs> Who in the hell thought to to bring this woman on? And what is that? Is she wearing? Is she? Is that a uh, an anti COVID mask or is that part of her uniform? I'm not sure what that is. I mean, can you imagine it? You flipping around the channels and like, hey, I wonder what's on coming up on this. 
Oh, the World Economic Forum. This is going to be good. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah, that's a, that's, I mean, it is. Uh, it is um, I've never seen anything like it, and I have no idea what in the world is going on. I, I, don't, I don't either. Oh, Lord. All right, let me go to the phones. It is uh, 11 minutes after 10 o'clock. 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. By the way, the uh, the Lincoln Project, uh, I don't know if, if uh, people are aware of this or not. Maybe, maybe you guys know this. But apparently, the uh, George Conway from the Lincoln Project, he's the one at a party that convinced that woman that's suing Donald Trump in New York for a sexual imposition, whatever it is. He's the one that convinced her to go sue. That's Kellyanne Conway's husband. Oh, what the hell is the matter with him? Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, Chuck, good morning. Frost your buns morning. Friday. What's on your mind? Well, before I get to that, I just want to add that that uh, clip you just played sounded eerily like some kind of cult ritual. Didn't it? And yeah, it's just bizarre. Makes wouldn't you wonder you what they, those people really do up there. Wouldn't you think <laughs> they'd be above that? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Not me. Yeah. My, my expectations have been lowered so low. <laughs> I'd be saying, look, uh, you know, I'm a multi-billionaire, a titan of industry. Let's get this woman the hell out of here. Come on. <laughs> Instead, they all they leaned into her. It's like, oh, God. Yep. The fact that it's acceptable is just nuts to me. But uh, you were talking about the rainwater issue, and uh, I thought to myself, you know, my grandparents didn't even get rid of the outhouse and get indoor bathroom and plumbing until the mid-'80s. Can you imagine? And, and they even had rainwater collection barrels that they drank from for years. Can you only imagine what the government would have a, kind of conniption they'd have over that now <laughs> oh, yeah, i remember you... my grandpa was telling me hey watch out for the wiggle tails you know those little larvae that kick around in the water <laughs> <laughs> well, a little protein with your uh, drink <laughs> that, well that's exactly what he said <laughs> <laughs> it's a, the world's first protein drink Unbelievable. Yep. yeah well so you could just add that to the list of things the government taxes and regulates the rain mm-hmm. all right exactly thanks chuck Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Chris, good morning. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I was watching the, uh, the wrong button on there. Uh, watching that on my TV, The uh, I can only call her the witch doctor. And I was thinking, this, Hanson should have played the witch doctor song. You remember that? That, that would have went with that really do, well. yeah. Yeah, that, well, maybe maybe at the next break, you know, that would be perfect. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, though, you know, wouldn't it just make your day? I mean, I'm sure it's all for show, but wouldn't it make your day to find out there's been an a- outbreak of the Amazonian plague over at Davos? <laughs> she went over there and breathed on all their faces. <laughs> and somebody else made the joke, as soon as she's done, put your mask back on. Yeah. Crazy. It's just, uh, aren't these the people that want everybody to wear a mask all the time? Because, you know, germs get you. And then, uh, yeah, you're just... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. And what did, what did it cost, and how much carbon do we burn to get her all the way there from the Amazon? Probably had to take a boat and a helicopter and a train and a plane. and Oh, Lord. Don't worry about it. It's all for show. Listen, you sent me a copy of a letter. You sent this to my uh, email address. What is oh, this? Oh, yes. What's going on here? 
more kooky government stuff. <laughs> I got that from my uh, tax guy accountant that says, as of this year, anybody with a corporation, small business, blah, 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 has to do some sort of a deal. And I can't remember the term they use. They don't have it in front of me, and it's out there by the radio, so that we'd go into Echoville if I went out there. But it's basically you have to kind of prove to them for some crime prevention thing that you are who you are and you are the owner of the business or the corporation and you have to send them pretty much all the same stuff the IRS has anyway, but a photo ID picture and so on. It's so a that, Financial uh, Crimes Enforcement Network. Yeah, and it had like a BOI on there. I don't remember what the, the acronym was for, but yeah. And this is all, you know, to do it or they'll probably write you a ticket and give you a fine because I guess as always, uh, you know, Pablo Escobar's doing something and they don't know about it but of course the rest of us have been in business forever and all legit we have to fill all that out i don't know if that applies to the the biden family or not you know because they're trying well, to track no they're, money. it could be a trump maga business so they need to you know yeah kind of yeah there you go you that's probably what it should have said you don't mention um maga or the bible or anything like that in your corporate papers do you no, it's, we, we talk about that all in code now. <laughs> all no, right. it's just, this is for everybody. I mean, this is just, you know, ain't me. It's everybody. And that's just another one of these, you know, certify who you are, give us your picture, and we can track you and trace you and, you know, whatever. Cross-reference you. They're not supposed to have that much power. Tell Jesus, me about we've it. We've got to stop this. All right, Chris, <laughs> all right. thank you for frustrating us all. Really okay. appreciate it. See ya. All right. Doesn't it make your head want to explode? I, I want to get chain and duct tape and wrap it around my brain so it doesn't explode. The hubris of these people is just... It, it's beyond. It's beyond. All right. 800-529-5572-874-9390 if you're local. Or go to GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. It'll pop up right here. The Lincoln Project. We'll tell you a little more about them in a few minutes on the Gary Nolan Show. <laughs> it's uh, ten twenty-one. Brian and I chatting uh, during the break, and uh, I, I, I was thinking because I don't think Donald Trump is really going to fix the biggest problems, the the ones that are the most important. And I've talked about those in the past, the national debt and all that. In fact, he's pretty much guaranteed he's not going to fix them, but. There's a part of me that would love to see him win if for no other reason <laughs> than to watch the left have apoplexy. And can you imagine what they're going to do at MSNBC and CNN? Can you imagine what the Democrats will do if Trump wins? Those are the best nights, you know? Yeah. Not that we really love Donald Trump because he is just very... Uh, abrasive but at the same time uh, I, you know <laughs> I, I don't care about the abrasiveness i'm just saying that um yeah that's a, that's one of the things that they hate about him yeah is that he's abrasive uh, but you know just clicking over to msnbc and uh, rachel cnn just, and all the others just to see the cry fast i mean oh, it's, <laughs> it's the best. meadow meadow may actually uh go uh, you know, she may have a seizure on air the, you know, if the Republicans, if he does prevail, uh, it, it would be my hope that the Republicans can maintain some control of the House and Senate because, you know, they're going to just do investigation after no, investigation. Just, I can't take another four years of that. 
but that's that's my uh, that's that's my silver lining if Trump wins is to watch the left have cardio uh, you know they'll have an episode of uh, some kind of an infarction just just because he's won and for four years they'll be just steaming just live it and if that Chevron decision goes the way we expect woo. That will be an undoing the likes of which I've waited a lifetime for. It's uh, 23 minutes after 10 o'clock, by the way. Uh, I talked about Rand Paul who uh, tried to get Congress to not give money to the Palestinian Authority. Recognizing our national debt, recognizing the lack of constitutionality involved in dispersing those funds, he tried to get Congress to stop. Uh, and I got a an email that said uh, the people, the Republicans who who refused to get on board, include John Barrasso, Lindsey Graham, Chuck Grassley, uh, John Kennedy, Rick Scott, and uh, Josh Hawley. That uh, just how you know Josh Hawley is a constitutionalist, he, or at least he used to be. How on earth does he rationalize it's our job to send money to the Middle East? And you know, one of the the argument I always hear from from the uh, uh, from the right when we're engaging in a, a military exercise in the Middle East, we're fighting over there, so we don't have to fight over here. When in fact, it's our fighting over there that's <laughs> that's bringing them over here. Uh, Lord, I don't know. Uh, Keith says apparently they got the Davos lady from the same talent agency as the Obama sign guy in Africa. For those of you who don't remember, uh, they got this uh, this guy to do sign language for the deaf. And it uh, turned out he didn't know sign language. He was just had his fingers <laughs> flailing in the air and nobody knew what the hell he was talking about. All right. All right. Um, No labels and uh, the Lincoln Project. Here we go. This new political party, the No Labels Party, is trying to get on the ballot in as many states as they can. And apparently the powers that be are trying to stop them. They're putting up all kinds of hurdles. They're trying to use intimidation, harassment. And my first thought was, well, welcome to my world. As a libertarian, I see this happening every year. You have to jump through a bunch of hoops to get on the ballot. And the Democrats and the Republicans don't want that. Now, the Democrats are, I guess, uh, particularly concerned about no labels, though the Republicans may ultimately as well, because they think that it hurts the Democrats think it hurts Joe Biden. Uh, here we go. Uh, flash. It, it's not no labels that hurts Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden and his policies that hurt Joe Biden. I'm just saying. So they went uh, They went to the prosecutors. Uh, they said allegedly an illegal conspiracy to use intimidation, harassment, and fear against its representatives and potential candidates Uh, The bipartisan third-party group No Labels said Thursday that it has filed a complaint with the Department of Justice. Uh, 
Democrats and Republicans want you to believe it's them, it's their way or the highway. You have to choose one of them. Otherwise, the other one marches in. There's not a lot of difference. On the big issues that really, really count, there are not a lot of issues. There are just not a lot of differences. When you get right down to it, you're voting for the lesser of two evils. But this gives you an idea. They will eat their own. They will eat their young to keep their monopoly or duopoly on politics in this country. And, and as, as a libertarian, I've seen it happen with from the Republicans as well as the Democrats. They just don't want you to have a choice. The system has become so perverted, so contorted, so far from the, uh, from the vision the Founding Fathers gave us, that they can get away with this. And now this, this political party is learning the lesson that the Libertarians and the Greens and others have, have, have learned. The way it should work, you figure out who you want to vote for, who you think is the best choice, and you walk into the booth, you pull the curtain behind you, and you print the name of the person you want to run. Now, some people will say, well, what if we can't read the writing? Well, then I guess it doesn't count. What if they misspell the last name? Well, that could have been prevented. Just write the name of the candidate of your choice. You could bring a list in. Everybody's got a list of candidates. Everybody offers up their slate. You should be able to print the name of the candidate on the ballot. It shouldn't matter. They shouldn't have any pre-printed names. There should be no hoops to jump through. That's how it ought to work. There ought not be any primaries. You want to find out who your candidate is for the political party that you belong to? Well, go to the convention and be a delegate at the state or federal level. It's not up to me to pay for Democrats or Republicans. That's how it ought to be done. We probably won't get there. But anyway, uh, so No Labels is uh, running into that problem, and it is a problem that uh, happens uh, with uh, the two main parties all the time. They don't want you to have choices. Uh, what do we have here? Missouri changed to a caucus system to decide the candidates to be on the ballot. You must participate in the caucus on March 2th, Saturday. Uh, but will lazy... Apathetic voters let everyone else choose who's on the ballot. I think they will, writes Terry. To participate in the caucus, you must be registered by party. You can do that uh, at a website uh, that uh, we probably ought to put up on our Facebook page. Look, I if they don't, if you're not motivated to vote, so what? All right, Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.
Brian, I just read the most irritating column during the... Uh, it, it, it was uh, Jessica Guyon from the uh, USA Today. And it, her report was, social media is still not doing enough to stop misinformation denying <laughs> the existence and causes of climate change. In other words, we believe this, so we don't want you to hear anything else from no. anybody else but our side of the issue. That's correct, yeah. You know, that's what the Biden administration's Ministry of Truth was all about. Is <laughs> yes. Only allowing certain information, theirs, to be broadcast to uh, the public. And they don't even they don't even see the the lunacy of what they're suggesting. No, they can't. Completely blind to it. So apparently, those of us who are skeptics have made a substantial enough case that it terrifies them, and they want to shut us down. That's uh, they haven't made their case, so they don't want us to make ours is what it boils down to. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. The other day I went to Google because somebody was asking me about the climate predictions that never were. And, you know, 10 years ago I could search for it, and boom, there it was. Like, here's all the different predictions that over the years scientists and other people have made. The world will come to an end and, you know, well, those things are not readily available. They don't come up in a Google search quickly anymore. They're way down the list. They're being buried on purpose. Absolutely. By you know what to do? Google and others. Go to climatedepot.com yep. and use their search uh, for their uh, thing, and they'll come up with it. It's just, it's incredible. And people that aren't paying attention don't even realize this. They don't want you to see those things. No, they don't. They don't want you to be exposed to anybody's view but their own because they're right and everybody else is wrong. And I guarantee you in 25 or 50 years, uh, they'll be uh, the laughing stock. Uh, people will have, have seen through this. All right, let me go to the phones here. And, and by the way, um, am I a little upset with Tony Lupo uh, for all this cold weather? Uh, yeah, just... I've, I've already... Uh had a discussion with him on it and he said in the next week he's going to do whatever he can to raise the global this. warming yeah Whew. damn it's cold <laughs> all right gary uh froster buns friday what's on your mind uh, oh i'm kind of in the same boat with you i'm conflicted uh for the same reasons on trump i was listening to a forum of uh non-political bankers and they were they were blunt out state, and they don't want either one of them. <laughs> and the reason is, uh, there's 20% of um, Democrats that bought in an idea that if Trump wins, it's because the election was stolen. And there's 20% of the Republicans that if he loses, then the election's stolen. But their biggest thing is, is it won't. Economically, with the debt, won't make a nickel worth of difference because both of them get in. We have thirty-four trillion and growing, or probably thirty-six trillion by year from now. Um, so the worry is, is that whoever gets in will force low interest rates, and when we get lower interest rates, the government prints more money and spends lot more money 
because they, they haven't been pushing the trillion dollar bill. Part of it's because of not enough people, but the other part is we're so dang broke, Gary. That yeah. Trump gets in, he's going to, like he did his four years, my biggest argument, he should have let rates go up to slow the dang inflation instead of fueling it. Yeah, I don't see I don't see it going back to two percent for a while, if if ever, because of the size of the debt and the amount of money you have to pay for uh, the interest, and they have to create that money. So I, I just see that as another inflationary uh, blast to hurt the economy. I got to run, Gary. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Rick is on in Hallsville. Good morning. Yeah, Gary, you just had Jay Ashcroft on the other day straightening things out. He said all you have to do is be in the door before 10 o'clock and have a government-issued ID. And now you're reading somebody's email, and they're saying, no, you got to go to this website and register. Well, you uh, do have to register. That's not what Jay Ashcroft said. Uh, you know what? You can go to the Secretary of State's webpage. Uh, and and they list all the rules, but I do believe you have to register with the party of uh, that you identify with. I'll, I'll verify you. that during the next I, break. I don't, I don't have a computer or anything like that. So, um, you know, I guess I'll have to get somebody else to do that. But first, I'll call Jay Ashcroft. Um, I don't know what to do. This I will. I will look it up during the next commercial break and first thing coming out of the gate I will tell you but I'm pretty sure you have to register uh, with your party uh, to be a part of the caucus in fact I've got a link uh, here and I will check it out okay there they are stealing our votes well I don't think the caucus is stealing your vote well somebody else is going to decide who I want for president well, you know, that you might make the wrong choice, Rick. We're, we're going to have to elect a delegate, and that delegate will vote for who we want for president. Yes. That's stealing my vote. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's well, not. You uh, Look, there. you got all kinds of choices uh, that you can vote for. Maybe you don't. Uh, take part in the caucus in a primary. Maybe you want somebody in the third party or somebody else. When you go vote in the election, you vote for the person of your choice. Well, see, this caucus is only for president, so we're going to have a primary election for everybody else, but we're not going to have a choice on president. A delegate's going to decide who's going to be on the... Yeah, but that delegate is going to be locked into his vote based on the number of people who uh, nominated that delegate to go to the convention. That's what they're doing. They're stealing my vote. That's not stealing your vote. I don't get to put in that little oval in the primary that says, I want so-and-so for president. Well, what if you... What if the person you want nobody else wants? Do you say, "Gee, I didn't." They're they're stealing my vote. Well, no. If they weren't on the ballot, they don't deserve my vote. Really? So if they're a great candidate and they're honest, but but the major parties won't let them on, they don't deserve your vote. 
the truly honest people won't run for office. I disagree with you. There are plenty of honest people who run for office. It's just very difficult to get elected if you're really honest. Oh, I see. Okay, thank you, Gary. You, all right, Rick, thank you. You can run. It doesn't mean you're going to win. Look, if, I, if, if you were going to be an honest candidate, if I were running right now, if I, if I had the nomination for the Libertarian Party, I would say we need to privatize Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. We've got to bring home the military. We have to uh, stop running deficits at all. We need to quit taxing income or productivity. Uh, if you can't find some place in the Constitution that gives us the authority to have the Department of Education, Health and Human Services, uh, the Environmental Protection Agency, and all these other bureaucracies, then... I'm not going to fund them. I'm not going to man them. We're out of here. We're not doing that. That would be my, that would be how I run. I would argue that if you want more money than an employer is offering you, go find another employer. Go improve your skill. Don't count on minimum wage or the government to force your employer to pay you more than he thinks you're worth. And I would never get elected. But that's where I stand. Don't tell me what medication I can take. I won't tell you what medication you can take. I won't tell you you can't drink, smoke, eat whatever you choose. It's not my job. It's not the government's job. It's your job to decide what you're going to consume. It's your job as a parent to decide what your children are going to consume. And by the way, no more government education. We're not funding anything with somebody else's tax dollars. And if you want to send money to Israel, if you want to send it to the Palestinians, if you want to send money to uh, Ukraine, open your checkbook and send a check. Because I don't have the authority to take your neighbor's money and send it to Ukraine or Israel or anywhere else. That's what an honest libertarian would say. And I don't think there's a libertarian within the sound of my voice that would disagree with that. But the Democrats and the Republicans, they'll never, ever, ever tell you as a candidate what I just did. Froster Buns Friday, Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. 1051 on the Gary Nolan Show on a Froster Buns Friday. All right, um, the Secretary of State's office has contacted each of the established political parties, uh, is awaiting information in regards to the process they each will follow to determine how they will select their presidential nominee. Missouri voters should review the information provided by their established political parties if they wish to be involved and participate in a specific party nomination process. For Missouri registered voters who wish to volunteer, uh, voluntarily affiliate with a political party, you can register using the Secretary of State's website or by contacting your local election authority. So if you want to volunteer, you, you do. You have to register. And it's not hard to do. Uh, apparently there are, if you go to the Secretary of State's uh, website, they've got links 
for the Republican, Libertarian, and Democrat parties. And uh, and I was going to make a joke there about uh, and eliminate the Democrats from it, but there you go. Uh, so you can do that. If you're in Boone County, for instance, uh, uh, clerk at booncountymo.org. Clerk at booncountymo.org. Oh, there you go. You can register. It can be done. All right. Uh, it is Froster Buns Friday, and I have uh, sort of fallen behind here. I I got uh, side, uh, sidestepped here by uh, Brian. He's, he sent me off in a uh, peculiar... I have a habit of doing that, don't I? Yes. Yes, I'm Sorry you about that. And, and so now I have to, uh, I have to go through here. <laughs> and and see where I where I dropped the where I dropped the ball. Uh, let's see. We've got to do the partial government shutdown. We'll try to get to that bef- uh, sometime in the next hour. Oh, we were talking uh, a bit about global warming, and uh, and I t- told you about the cars, and it, it, but I I really should tell you about the uh, solar panels. You see solar panels, you know there's somebody in China that made money. The Biden administration's green industrial policy was put to the test last year. Uh, This is uh, Quinlan Robinson in Time Magazine. Time Magazine, not exactly a bastion of conservatism. It was put to the test last year, even with the support of subsidies and tariffs, U.S. solar manufacturers struggled to compete with the flood of cheap solar panels pouring out of China and the global market. While some argue that the United States should loosen restrictions on cheap Chinese solar panels to accelerate renewable energy deployment, the approach is unsustainable. In other words, every time you buy one of these things, it's almost certainly going to be from China. We are making China money. They're not converting uh, to solar panels. They're just selling it to the stupid progressives in the United States. Golly, I, I, I feel so much better knowing that John Kerry and Joe Biden and others in the progressive left are there to protect me. They are okay. To the phones on a Froster Buns Friday, Mike is first in line. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gary. I've got a, just a little question for you that maybe the, anybody can answer. You know, with all our uh, public officials and the president and people down the chain, uh, since, it, you know, the United States really is a business, well, how come in our business, if there's a problem with one person or another, my order, or whoever it may be, you just can't fire them? It's a, it's a process where I have to serve out my term limits. It, you just cannot fire these people no matter who they are. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, because you don't want uh, willy-nilly to, to um, change the makeup of Congress every time somebody votes a way you don't like. Uh, can you imagine how often we would be bouncing congressmen and senators out of office? You wouldn't know who your leadership is. You got a term... Huh. Well, what they do is they give you a term. Uh, mm-hmm. It's two years, and then then you can vote them out. So you can fire them within those constraints. 
Well, it just seems like so much bureaucracy. You just cannot get rid of anyone in office. And they just seem to lag on forever and ever and ever, just like Joe Biden. No problem. That's because we do, we're all afraid <laughs> that if we don't vote for the same party, the other party gets in. We're afraid to actually vote our conscience. Is, is that the answer? I remember when Home Depot fired their CEO. They paid him $24 million to leave, and that was it. Go. You're done. And that was on the spot. And yeah, we can't do that. It's, yeah, it's a little different. We may be a corporation, but we don't produce anything. It's Nothing not, but taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, 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 <laughs> lots of debt. All right. Mike, thank, <laughs> thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, James on the primary caucus, good morning. Yeah, uh, I really appreciate your show, Gary. Thank you. Uh, my question is, what's the difference between a caucus and a primary? Well, in a primary, you're, you're going to go to the voting booth and you're going to vote individually for, uh, uh, you know, the candidate of your choice. The caucus, you go to this meeting, uh, you... you, you uh, uh, Listen to a bunch of, if you're a Republican, you, you go and listen to a bunch of people promoting their favorite Republican candidate, and uh, then you vote. And then they have a delegate that's uh, elected to represent your vote at the convention. Mm -hmm. So is, is, is Jay Oshkopf doing this to save Missouri taxpayers? No, I don't think it was Jay Ashcroft that did this. I, I think it was the legislature oh. that did this. Oh, okay. Okay. I was just wondering because, I mean, we've had primaries for president in Missouri ever since I was a registered voter. So I was just, you know, curious what, you know, if it was to save money or, or you know. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't like the primary. Uh, I think it's wrong. I, th I think taxpayers mm -hmm. from one party shouldn't be paying for taxpayers in another party to choose their candidate. Yeah. So, all right. James, thank okay, you, sir. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I hope I explained that clearly enough. If uh, if there's any confusion, go to the Secretary of State's website, and uh, they will make they'll make it clear. Uh, Dale says, "Why are we worried about delegates stealing our votes? Why are states sponsoring primaries or caucuses? The parties should decide who their nominee is. If they want to have a primary, the Republican Party." should vote for it and pay for it on their own. Should have nothing to do with the state. The party should decide who their nominee, uh, however they feel fit. Dale, I agree. I absolutely agree. Political parties a private organization, not a government organization. Quick break, Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.